재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 That was a whole epiphany, like kind of changed my whole mindset. There's a big risk, but at the same time, it's one of those things where if you don't do it, you're going to spend the rest of your life wondering what would have happened. So of course I had to do it. The expression home is where the heart is came to mind. I'm already settled down here because, you know, my family's here. Why here? It's the question we ask every Tuesday. The segment has been going on for a long time now, but it's undergoing some changes. Uh, our good pal GP, who used to go out and field report the segment, has moved on to some other things. So, for the time being at least, we're inviting some of the interesting expats that have chosen to make their life here in Korea into the studio to find out what makes them tick and why they have gotten the Korea bug and why they decided to stay and do some interesting creative ventures. Today we have a guest who is juggling work in the U.S. government and creating a community for expat on. Entrepreneurs, as well as launching his own business. His name is Jason Holmes. Hey, Jason. Hey, how's it going? Great to meet you. Um, so, yeah, you're you're got a lot of um, torches up in the air, juggling them. Yeah, that's, that seems to be my normal day to day. That seems to be just how you roll, right? <laughs> yes. So, you are uh, presently active in the U.S. military. That's correct. Okay, and uh, I think you, what's your sort of job description, roughly? Um, like an engineering technician. Engineering it is, technician it would be like the equivalent on the civilian side. Just okay. Work with engineers and you make uh, the trains run on time and make sure that things don't fall apart. Essentially, I make sure that they <laughs> run on time. The engineers and they okay. don't fall apart. <laughs> All right, cool. How long have you been in Korea? Been in Korea since 2013. 2013. Yes. So as things go, kind of a newcomer compared to these uh, long timers, uh, mm -hmm. like like me, I guess, <laughs> and other people that uh, seem to um, make a. Was was your decision to come over sort of just the deployment and like I'm going to get this done and move on in the world, or? Well, originally I stayed in Japan. And then I went to Portugal, okay. and I was like, I gotta get back to this area. No kidding. So you I, liked Asia that much? I like Asia that much, and plus because my first round, I played around too much, and I was like, I missed out, on, I missed out on too many opportunities okay. to improve business wise. All right. So I told myself, once I get back to this area, I'm gonna just stay here as long as possible. In general, when you're in uh, your your full time military, mm -hmm. uh, I, I've never been in the military, so I don't know the parameters. I mean, I always had the conception that that's your life, and you're in a tunnel vision kind of setting. But do you have the latitude to say, mm, "Well, I've got this much time on the side. I'm going to launch a, a venture, or I'm going to do this or that." Like surprising U.S. military people, and just this disclaimer: this is not endorsed by the U.S. government at gotcha. all. You're here purely uh, as Jason Holmes. Purely as Jason Holmes, my hundred percent opinion. But most of us, we have um, lives outside when we're off. Okay, you know, and some people are like bodybuilders. Some people are entrepreneurs. Some people are um, violent community activists. So we're not just one thing some of us are go to, some people go to college full time as well yeah so we're well diverse and well rounded we're not like your old school Vietnam type right. of you're not just well, going to the barracks and reading comic books after no, your, your job is done we're, waiting for the next day to come exactly you've got a full on life afterwards mm -hmm. we're trying to improve ourselves because we know that this is not going to last forever that's right <laughs> yeah eventually the deployment ends or you're going to retire and or you uh, get hurt yeah, it's so, always possible, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to have a backup plan. Exactly. And a lot of, I suppose, a lot of the uh, job descriptions in the military tend to be quite specific to military tasks. Um, yeah, you can adapt them later, mm -hmm. but... Uh, uh, it depends, like, 
something like my job. Yeah. I can do it on the outside if I choose to. Okay. And there's a lot of skills I've developed, like management, leadership, um, project management skills. Yeah, yeah. So those I can translate to the outside world. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. The basic uh, characteristics that uh, the military builds are also kind of an asset, too. So you are going into the apparel business as i understand it you yes. know you, you've gotten the 411 around here we don't specifically mention companies and whatnot mm-hmm. but we can we can certainly skirt around all of that and talk about how you got interested in this particular thing mm-hmm. uh you are semi-obsessed with socks do i have that right <laughs> yes i'm wearing a I'm wearing some you're wearing right some of your own socks <laughs> now own socks yes. okay that's good marketing yes uh, how did that process come about you do you're in the military and all one day bing oh i'm gonna make socks well, I took a holiday, like a week off, and went to Hongdae because I was like, I want to clear my mind and think about something I can do as a side business. Uh-huh. And it was during the Christmas season, and it was like a bunch of socks in Hongdae, and then it didn't hit me. Let's do some socks. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking about crazy socks? Because if I it, go to Hongdae, you can see socks with Psy, with Obama. Yeah, with, it's all know, kinds of different Pokemon. socks. Yeah, Pokemon, all that. Um, and then I did like some market research in the States, and I was seeing that the sock market, I feel, is growing, especially in the men's sector. So there's a lot more growth in comparison to the female sector. It was overly saturated with socks. So I was like, okay, looking for socks, longevity, men sector is the way to go is that was this purely sort of a uh, a cold capitalistic decision or had you <laughs> had you always been sort of you know um i I'm, I'm itching to get into the retail space and create a brand and all of that stuff so this is probably my second attempt at uh in the retail okay. industry um first attempt was based off of a youtube channel i did while still serving oh no kidding yeah and it was t-shirts and then i gave it up because it was just too much. It's a crowded market, t-shirts, isn't yeah, it? t-shirts is oversaturated. Yeah, and yeah. it's so easy to knock off. You, <laughs> the minute you start selling, you've got 10 people making the same t-shirt. Exactly. Yeah. It's so easy. You can buy your own hat on t-shirt kit at home and make your own t-shirts real that's fast. It. That's it. So mm-hmm. that witty t-shirt that you came up with, uh, that that's a, you better sell a lot on day one and two mm-hmm. or that's over with. So what'd you learn from the t-shirt venture though? Well, what I did learn is that you need, with any brand, you need to build your tribe essentially uh-huh. you need to build a group of people who are willing to do any and everything for you so if people do copy you they're not going to abandon you because they was with you from the beginning yeah so that's what i learned from that is focus on brand equity in a sense not just making sales right off the bat especially in the social media space you yes know, the process is the product mm-hmm. you know if they know you and they like you uh and they they view you as authentic i think mm-hmm. authentic is is one of the key things right yes. they latch on to you personally and then you come out with this next thing and they trust it and they, they say oh that's cool exactly they want to vicariously be cool so uh, are we talking crazy socks here uh not right now not crazy but more like social conscious type of um socks designs are based off of like um bitcoin and other movements in the states or whatever so things that people can connect with concepts that people connect are you telling me you sell bitcoin socks yes (laughs) (laughs) that's the ones i'm wearing right now okay all right (laughs) so just in case you wanted to just display your love for bitcoin to the world jason holmes is here to sell you some socks (laughs) uh and uh, so you're these are causes or themes that uh you said you can feel good about that you can feel good about and you can you feel proud to talk to people about uh-huh. so good way to start a conversation like say bitcoin socks you know for the bitcoin enthusiasts like myself uh-huh. so it's a good way to represent without being coming off all oh, bitcoin bitcoin but hey check out my socks they might have a question okay mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very cut socks as conversation starter mm-hmm. i like it now are you um 
how, how do you even go about setting up a supply and distribution chain for socks in your spare time? I mean, are you doing the whole uh, right down to the organic roots, Dongde Moon kind of thing, and finding materials and people who make it and this and that? Um, Dongde Moon was my first stop, and just going to the the retail the, the vendors there. Sure. And, and then I went on Ellie, I went on a website and got connected with an actual Korean manufacturer who's done business with international companies and me and him met up and and we now we do business for manufacturing wise because people like made in made in korea products how big of a team do you have to marshal in order to put together the beginnings of a sock company obviously you need a designer or is that you um i come up with the concept then i give it to someone to uh, finish it so i use freelancers mm. you know the, um, to leverage my time and okay because i don't have a lot of time my and there are multi- there's yeah. all kinds of hubs online where you can connect with the right freelancer exactly. to do it mm-hmm. so you do that mm-hmm. you get maybe like a prototype of the sock design that you want yep and then you shop that to the 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 big uh manufacturer is that well, right well now that i have the manufacturer i want in line um we do the design send it to him he creates a, a sample I review it, like it, then we start doing little sample marketing to see if there's any interest for the design. Okay, how do you do that? Uh, easy, just there's then there's bloggers in the states who I work with who have a uh, influ- who already have influence in fashion. So, so you send them some socks. Send them some socks, and okay. then they take a few photos. Then they let me they let me use those photos on my social networks, and then they you link post back it on to their them and mm-hmm. creates this sort of SEO Just, karma, doesn't it? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Interesting. And are you storytelling online? Are you like uh, creating? Are you still doing YouTube, for example? Um, I'm think YouTube for my old brand, no, but I'm looking to do more YouTube for my current brand i'm working on and i actually have a meeting later on to go talk about our next infomercial the next way <laughs> to get out there and sort of tell mm-hmm. the story behind the socks because it's yes it really is you know the the whole process of bringing it to fruition is i think part of the um the appeal to the the community the tribe as you mentioned yes um are you, are you crowdfunding at all not right now um once i feel like i have a big enough crowd to crowdfund too mm-hmm. that will spread the word for me as well okay then we're gonna go that route yeah i suppose is it is it very capital intensive like uh are you able to kind of uh, bootstrap this thing since i use freelancers I, i've been able to kind of keep the calls down but for future plans i'm gonna need to uh do like crowdfund to get more funds sure. to make that next level i want to take the company to yeah um how many designs are you putting out there at this point of my own three, but then I'm also dealing with the retail. So there's like, I think I like 10 other designs. You got other 10 designs. Three, so about 13. 13. Okay. Is there one that's been like sort of a killer app at this point? The Bitcoin has been very popular, yeah. especially in Europe. The big one. <laughs> okay, I can see that. So yeah. Nordic, Northern mm-hmm. Europe, especially yeah, where yep. they're kind of nerdy about Bitcoin. I yeah. think they've got some famous Bitcoin millionaires up there. Where a guy bought a Bitcoin way when it was just a beginning idea, and then and the, the trade-in just... value was you know a couple million or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, Bitcoin. Have Have you liaised with Bitcoin at all? I mean, do they? Oh, yes. I mean, I'm. I'm I'm, I say I'm active in the Bitcoin community. Um, one yeah. thing that we're about to do with our with the website is give option to people to buy with to Bitcoin. Buy your socks yes. with Bitcoins. Yes. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so why Korea? I mean, uh, why not do this in? Uh, you said you can't, you had to get back to East Asia. Mm. Uh, what about it? Um. So 
Korea, I feel like, has more growth potential for international expats and foreigners, in my personal opinion. Um, reason being is because, um, because, for example, I'm from New Orleans, so dealing with hard situations is what we do, as you, you know, in the past. Sure, sure. And I feel like coming into Korea and using my skills and all that to look for opportunity was a good fit in particular. Especially because I said the expat community here, I think is still growing in comparison to like Japan and other places. Yeah. So I think it's, I'm, I, was all, I was looking for words, opportunity, and that longevity of opportunity. And I felt Korea is that spot. It's still kind of a small fishbowl, yeah. but it's growing yes. fast. I mean, there have been, we've, we've profiled in this particular expat uh, part of our show, these people that started basically as hobbyists doing something, a couple mm-hmm. of beer manufacturers, a couple of beer brewers, they were just brewing a couple of bottles, and then they grew this humongous company. Uh, this, uh, you know, I just started doing a couple of YouTube videos, and then now I've got a channel with skazillion uh, <laughs> subscribers and all of that. So it is kind of an interesting touchstone mm-hmm. as, a, as an expat to come in, because you're not competing directly in that Korean-only space. You've got that sort of niche that you can, you can stay in comfortably and yet grow mm-hmm. so yeah um other than that okay so you you've made bureaucrats incredibly happy here in korea <laughs> by saying that this is an expat friendly foreign direct investment friendly kind mm-hmm. of place to be uh there's a whole bunch of people down at uh, city hall that have just uh, glowed to hear that but um what else about korea specifically i mean because you could find investment friendliness and all that in say hong kong or singapore why korea though um korea cost of living okay in comparison um, I think I looked at it. New Orleans and Korea is pretty similar cost of living, safer. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and plus, I think because it's not, it doesn't really take a lot of time to travel. Like I can go to Boonsan four hours, Kunsan four hours, and I used to be stationed in Kunsan, and I used to come to Seoul early in the morning to to just conduct meetings yeah. and go back the same day down to Kunsan. That was like a three-hour drive. The infrastructure is perfect for that, exactly. whether you're driving or whether you're on the train or mm-hmm. whatever. This is a postage stamp-sized country. You can crisscross it. Yep. Shipping within is fast and eat. And, yep. and so I, I Lightning both, fast. Yeah. You know, same day kind of stuff. Exactly. And food. I like the food too. So <laughs> yeah. they have me. So a lot of food remind me, the spices kind of remind me of what we put in our food in New Orleans. So that... that got me that's that's interesting that you mentioned that you know i've always been surprised that uh new orleans food hasn't caught on more here because uh, it's a lot of the same similar yep. ideas yep you got seafood you got pork you got this stuff <laughs> you got spice um spice. why isn't there a an unbelievably good signature new orleans style jambalaya kind of place or is there well, my wife, she just showed me last night, actually, there's a place in Busan. Is there? And she's like, is this a reasonable good price for um, gumbo? She showed me. I was like, mm. I mean, the price ain't the thing. It's the actual taste of it, though. Okay. That's, that's where okay. it matters. <laughs> it's hard to get okra over. Well, you know, it's okra, okra and andouille sausage is very hard yeah, to get over here. Though, but I don't, it'd be hard to get through customs anyways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But I'm surprised that at some of these deli places, it's you know, it's few and far between that you can find some good andouille sausage. We should mention in passing <laughs> that you are married to a Korean woman. Yes. Did that just happen since, 19, since 2013? <laughs> no, we've gone on two years now. And okay. we're expecting our first child in October. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You wasted no time after being <laughs> deployed here in 2013, did you? No. Uh, the year. <laughs> deployed back to Korea, married a year later. And now you've, uh, no, you've just, got a family on the way. Yeah. Does she like gumbo? I haven't made it yet. I'm a, when we go to New Orleans, I'm going to give her some true, authentic 
New Orleans food, so New, she can New Orleans and Greek. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is one of my life's dreams to go to Jazz Fest uh, down in, in really? New Orleans. You haven't been yet. I've never been. Always dreamt about it. Have you? You've obviously been. Uh, just if you think this is hot. No, <laughs> go, you go well, to it's j- around April, isn't it? Or yeah, but then it's like it's on a fairground, so it's like yeah. it's an open space, and open broiler, like the. The heat then makes this feels like winter. No kidding. Yeah, because it's super humid in New Orleans. So oh, you have wow. to deal with that humidity. Yeah, that's amazing. So many stages, right? And yes. it's more it's almost a food fest as well food as a jazz fest. Food fest, music fest, art fest, um, just a bunch of creative minds. That's why I love New Orleans, is because we you grew up in the fine arts, food, uh, music, literature, everything. So you, growing up there you become well rounded of the world without even leaving yeah. this, leaving the States. If you really dig, dive into it. I never made it to New Orleans in the first place, so I never saw the evolution and changes. But is it is it back up on its feet now and everything since since Katrina? In regards to other places that had natural disasters and they have recovered a lot faster, I'm not too happy with the progress. But we're getting there slowly but surely. But then that's why they call it the Big Easy. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it happens. My, it, yeah. It'll happen. We, our Mardi Gras was good. French Quarter was good. All the, the tourist locations, we had that up and running. Hey, let's hit on this um, this thing that you're putting together, um, event or community yes. for other entrepreneurs like yourself. How are you doing that? Um, can I say the name of it or how we want to go about it? You, the, yeah, you can say the name of the event. Startup, okay. Startup Weekend yeah, in Korea? Startup Weekend in Korea. Okay. Um, and that's on Facebook and everything, right? Yeah, it's on Facebook. Cool. And so which exactly you want to know? This is just a powwow. Powwow about it. Okay. So essentially I did it because I was running other meetups and I was getting a lot of expats and then local Koreans coming. And the one thing I noticed about the Korean um, attendees of my meetups is that execution was the the thing that they didn't feel comfortable with. everybody's got dreams but carrying it yeah, out but is the, the ex- hard part but expats we all about execution okay but then we sometimes don't do well on the planet in comparison to the koreans so my deal was to do a weekend where you combine the two where the koreans can learn from us about hey sometimes you just have to do it yeah. don't focus so much on the planning planning needs to be done but not to the point where it makes you paralyzed you don't do and do nothing but then the expats can learn from the Koreans about, hey, thinking slowly or whatever. So yeah. creating a melting pot of picking up on each other's weak strengths and helping each other with our weaknesses. It's so funny because, you know, I, I've seen some Korean business situations, which are just as you described. Let's plan and plan and plan until we die. Then the other situation is let's iterate and then course correct. Yep. Let's just, you know, slam it together in 24 <laughs> hours and then boom, put it out there. Yep. Okay, we made mistakes. Let's course correct. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I think a happy medium where you plan for a proper length of time and foresee whatever you can foresee and then execute uh, might be the happy medium. Yes. And if you can get there by interfacing Koreans and uh, Westerners or, or international expats, then that sounds like some good secret sauce. Any, uh, any advice to your fellow entrepreneurs before we wrap this up? Um, any advice? I have is um, don't be afraid to go outside your comfort zone um, don't be afraid to ask for help and don't think you know everything because you think you know everything you're going to fail okay <laughs> yeah don't suffer paralysis from analysis and mm-hmm. all that stuff if people want to connect with you is there a good way to do it uh, social media wise should it be through this startup weekend in Korea um, that's one way or on my Twitter 
At JV Holmes 87. JV Holmes 87? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Jason, it's been a real pleasure to, to speak with you. You are in the socks business. If people <laughs> look up Jason Holmes, Korea, and socks, they can learn a whole lot more about these crazy socks, including Bitcoin socks that are on Jason's feet right now. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for coming in. Thank you, Kurt. All right, and that'll do it for Why Here, as well as this edition of Koreascape. Our show is produced by E.Q. Huang, with associate production by Jamie Lee and writing by Nikki Kim. I'm Kurt Asian. Remember, do follow us on Facebook or Twitter. The handle is Koreascape. We're back tomorrow with Health Mirror and Local Eats, our food segment. If you're in Seoul, Amy in the Morning is up next, and Hello Korea is coming your way if you're elsewhere, like Gwangju or Yosu. We're going to get out of this show today with a little pun uh, on socks. The song is called Soccer by Kent. Enjoy. See you tomorrow.